going through the motions. Hi, and welcome to The Voice in My Head for Monday, November 21st, 2022. The ninth episode of season two. I'm Neil Headley. Not everything has to be a passion project, but going through the motions is a conscious choice. A quick story might help you get back on track. I found this story over the weekend and it might inspire a gut check for you. You might decide it's an uncomfortable gut check. Think about your reaction to this very short story because your very first gut reaction will speak volumes about whether you're on the right track. Maybe you're just going through the motions yourself and it's time to move on from something. I found this story in a talk given in 2015 at BYU-Idaho by Brother Randall Ridd called Living with a Purpose, The Importance of Real Intent. Story goes like this. There was a young man who had ambitions to work for a company because it paid very well and was very prestigious. He prepared his resume, had several interviews. Eventually, he was given an entry-level position. Then he turned his ambition to his next goal, a supervisor position that would afford him even greater prestige and more pay. So he completed the tasks he was given. He came in early some mornings, stayed late so the boss would see him putting in long hours. And after five years, a supervisor position became available. But to the young man's great dismay, another employee who had only worked for the company for six months was given the promotion. Well, the young man was very angry, and he went to his boss and demanded an explanation. The wise boss said, Before I answer your questions, would you do a favor for me? Yeah, sure, said the employee. Would you go to the store and buy some oranges? My wife needs them. Well, the young man agreed, and he went to the store. When he returned, the boss asked, What kind of oranges did you buy? I don't know, the young man answered. You just said to buy oranges. These are oranges. Here they are. How much do they cost? The boss asked. Well, uh, I'm not sure, was the reply. You gave me $30. Here's your receipt, and here's your change. Thank you, said the boss. Now, please have a seat and pay careful attention. Then the boss called in the employee who had received the promotion and asked him to do the same job. He readily agreed, went to the store. When he returned, the boss asked, What kind of oranges did you buy? Well, he replied, the store had many varieties. There were navel oranges, Valencia oranges, blood oranges, tangerines, and many others, and I didn't know which kind to buy. But I remembered you said your wife needed the oranges, so I called her. She said she was having a party and that she was going to make orange juice. So I asked the grocer which of all these oranges would make the best orange juice. He said the Valencia orange was full of very sweet juice. So that's what I bought. And I dropped them by your home on the way back to the office. Your wife was very pleased. How much do they cost? The boss asked. Well, that was another problem. I didn't know how many to buy. So once again, I called your wife. And I asked her how many guests she was expecting. She said 20. So I asked the grocer how many oranges would be needed to make juice for 20 people. And it was a lot. So I asked the grocer if he would give me a quantity discount. And he did. These oranges normally cost 75 cents each, but I only paid 50 cents. So here's your change and your receipt. 
Boss smiled and said, thank you. You may go. He looked over at the young man who'd been watching and the young man stood up, slumped his shoulders and said, okay, I see what you mean. And he walked dejectedly out of the office. What was the difference between these two young men? Well, they were both asked to buy oranges and they did. You might say that one went the extra mile or one was more efficient or one paid more attention to detail. But the most important difference had to do with real intent rather than just going through the motions. The first young man was motivated by money, position, and prestige. The second young man was driven by an intense desire to please his employer and an inner commitment to be the best employee he could possibly be. And the outcome was obvious. Now think about any project that you're working on or even any relationship you have and consider that story. Is there one employee that you identified with more than the other? Is it possible that you're just going through the motions too? I'm not saying that everything you do has to be a passion project. That would get old and exhausting really quickly. But I've talked about this before in this space and the idea of doing things on purpose. You can check off a box on a to-do list or you can give it the same energy that you gave it when it was new and fresh and exciting. It doesn't feel good to admit this, but going through the motions is a conscious choice. In the story, both men made decisions. And for a moment, think about the deliberate choices that each one made. Each one decided to go to a specific supermarket, for example. One likely decided based on which one had reviews for the best produce. The other one probably chose based on which one was closest. Now think about whatever project or relationship has sprung to mind for you, because I know that one has. Maybe you're thinking about your job, or you're coming up with a topic for your next podcast episode, or maybe you're shopping for your anniversary, or maybe you're thinking about which candidate to vote for. I'm going to get a little maudlin for a second here, but there's this terrific poem by Linda Ellis called The Dash. In it, she talks about the little line that shows up in an obituary between the date of birth and, well, you know, the other date. Now, I'm not thinking about that dash in terms of big picture things like life and death. Instead, let's look at it through the lens of the lifespan of a career or even just a hobby. Why would you waste time doing something you don't love? Going through the motions isn't going to win you fans. All it does is weaken that dash. So here's another entry in the reasons that I've been banned from the podcasting Cool Kids Club. The gurus will tell you that the thing that matters most after the quality of your audio is the consistency of your publishing schedule. Stick to your schedule, they say, even when you don't feel like putting an episode out. As somebody who's been creating content since 1981, let me say this as gently as I can. Gurus who say that are misinformed. The thing that matters most is the quality of your content. Let's take it half a step further. The consistency of the quality of your content. Every other factor, including audio quality, publishing every week, 
and every single other thing you can think of combined matters less than having content that is consistently at a level that you're proud of. Going through the motions or faking it till you make it or whatever you want to call it, it just tarnishes a legacy. I've mentioned this before, but you don't get to control when someone finds you for the first time. That's true of your podcast, your commercial, your movie, your album, your social media posts, your next shift at the warehouse, or your annual report to the shareholders. My first impression of you will likely determine whether or not I give you another shot. For example, I love Kevin Costner. I believe he is a spectacular actor, and having met him a couple times, I can say with confidence that he is one of my favorite humans on the entire planet. But as much as I love him, if the first thing I ever saw him in was Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, I'm not likely rushing out to buy tickets to see him in JFK. Here's a glimpse behind the curtain. You know how this week's piece came to be? It was Sunday morning at 7 a.m. And my calendar kept reminding me that I hadn't written anything yet for the voice in my head for this week. I was going to pass on doing an episode altogether because there was nothing that inspired a fire in my belly. And then I started thinking about the shows that I've heard where the host was clearly phoning it in, going through the motions, faking it till they make it, sticking to a publishing schedule, and how it would have served me and their show better if they had just taken a week off. Well, the more I thought about it, the more I realized there was something I was passionate about sharing today. That's it for season two, episode nine of The Voice in My Head. And listen, we hit a cool little downloads milestone last week, and I I want to be sure that you know. I'm not all about the numbers, but it's gratifying to know that some of this is resonating out there in the world. If it's resonating with you, feel free to head over to buymeacoffee.com slash NOP. And NOP is spelled K-N-O-P-P. You can buy me a virtual coffee there to be like picking up the tab if we were to sit down and having a you know meeting over real coffee. And if you actually want to get together over coffee or just over the internet and have that chat, send me a note. My name's Neil. That's N-E-I-L at nopstudios.com. Till next time. Thanks for listening to The Voice in My Head. I'm Neil Headley. <laughs>